Hello listeners. When Mark and I sat down to record this episode of The Green Green Grassroots of Football, we had no idea we'd chat for so long. So when I was editing it, I decided to split it into two parts. So please sit back, relax and enjoy part one of Mentoring. Welcome to the Green Green Grassroots of Football with me, Andy Glover. And me, Mark Grinter. And our thanks, as always, to our sponsor, Rachel's Bookkeeping, for all your bookkeeping needs. Right. According to the University of Cambridge, at its core, mentoring is a relationship in which an individual supports a colleague by sharing their professional knowledge and experiences, by utilising key skills and personal attributes to enable that colleague to achieve their goals. The mentoring relationship is focused on enabling the mentee to progress in their professional life or career, develop their skills, knowledge and capability, facilitate their personal and professional development so that the mentee is able to fulfill their potential. Mentoring isn't about giving advice. Telling the mentee to do it the way I do it is about motivating and empowering the other person to identify their own issues and goals. The aim is to help them find ways of resolving their issues or reaching their goals while understanding and respecting that the mentee may do things differently to the mentor. Mentoring is not coaching, counselling or therapy although the mentor may help the mentee to access more specialised support if it becomes apparent that this is needed. Mentors cannot have and are not expected to have all the answers. To be effective, mentors need to encourage their mentee to come up with their own solutions and, if needed, seek advice from their managers or colleagues. Successful mentoring relationships can be with those who are not necessarily older or more advanced in their profession, as in reverse mentoring, for example, by actively surrounding yourself with diverse people, age, race, gender, profession, education, etc., you can gain a wider perspective, which will offer you insights to interpret challenges and setbacks in a different light. So that's mentoring. That's, uh, as I said, that's the, according to the University of Cambridge, mm. that's their sort of definition of mentoring. Obviously, from our point of view, we're, we're generally going to look at mentoring within, within grassroots football. Um, mm. uh, before we start, a little, a little aside, the word mentor actually comes from the character mentor in Homer's Odyssey. So when Odysseus, the king of Ithaca, went off to fight in the Trojan War, he asked his trusted friend mentor to advise and teach his son Telemachus while he was away. Mm. So uh, that's, where, that's, where the word men, that's where the word mentor comes from. Um, so, yeah, what we'll, uh, what we'll do tonight, uh, or today, sorry, whenever you listen to this, but to us it's tonight. And um, again, if you hear noises in the background, we're back in trusty Summerdale Pavilion, the, the home of Fight Club JFC, uh, here recording it. 
I'm, I'm here with Mark as always, as, as, you, as you heard in the introduction. Yeah. And um, mentoring. So um, and I thought, I'll start with, so what are the key components to mentoring? Mark, what do you think? Do you think of us? The main thing for me is, certainly from the footballing side, is listening. Hmm. I think if you're able to listen to, in our case, obviously the children who we coach, you can listen to their worries, concerns, or what they want to talk about. I mean, what we now do with the team... Uh, who I the girls that we coach, we ask them how could that be better? How could is getting them like like I think Cambridge University very is getting them to empower and just you know sort of there just to sort of help guide them really. That I'm sure obviously their parents are the main things and teachers and stuff like that. So from my point of view, the football in, I think I've said on this show before the football is a is only a part of it. We're not expecting them to become professional footballers, but I'd like to think the girls, the boys that we've coached and stuff, we're guiding them to be better human beings, better people as they go along then. You want to keep them away from certain activities, and you, you, but you're, you're there for them to hopefully be another adult or somebody that they can talk to, that they can trust. And yeah, you like, like, like I said there, you can say, well, you know, this is potentially how I would, or, but it's, you know, you want to guide them, basically. It is for them for listening. See, that, that's interesting because for a lot of people, I think they would assume that the mentor-mentee would be another coach within the club. So you, for instance, within your, within your <laughs> setup, say, uh, so Rachel's bookkeeping, Rachel helps within your under-10s yep. coaching. A lot of people would look at that and go, say, you mentor Rachel. But for you, you've gone straight. For you, you see the mentoring as you mentor the actual children. Yeah. Not in football as such, but in the support towards their life skills. Yeah. So that, that, that's, no, that's interesting. That, that's, that's, that's a, I think that's, that's a valid, an absolutely valid point. We, are, we, we should see the roles we perform, not just as coaches, but as, as mentors towards the, the children we, we coach and look after. And as such, our, excuse me, our um, positions and our roles are very important. Mm-hmm. And, and it is, and like you said, with, you know, fortunate enough, I mean, in theory, I suppose I would look at that, you were my mentor, and still probably are my mentor in what we do and stuff, and a lot of what I do is followed from what, You've taught me on how to be a grassroots and being part of it. And like I said, I don't generally do a lot of how you do it, but there are things I do slightly different. And I think they're, and going forward, I mean, I've got my brother, he's involved with the girls. And to be honest, all bar yourself now and one other within the girls' setup, I'm, I help bring into the club. Mm. Um, and hopefully have mentored but they, they all do it differently mm. none of them do it wrong alright well I tell you, we'll come back to that we'll come back to the, the mentoring of the girls section which you which I think you are, absolutely do you, and that's a, a key point but let's come back to your initial point oh, which the is children. the children and let's look at our under 16s yeah because um, from a refereeing point of view 
at least four, maybe five of five. the boys are into refereeing. Yep. Um, I know that um, Jacob and I think Corey are taking an active interest in the coaching side as well. Yep. Uh, there, there may be more. But so from that point of view, we've also are now looking to not direct because, again, that's not the mentor's role, but no. to guide and offer advice. And, you know, unfortunately, they will go because they're, they're my sons, but Bradley and Corey, for their further education after they finish things, and now if they can get the grades they're meant to, are going into the Bristol City Robins Foundation Academy, which is a college set-up. Yeah, and, coach and, it, I, think and I think Oakley's looking the same, and his older brother Jude uh, is looking the same, and a few others are doing the same. So from our, our, our position, we can act as mentors that way. And that, that advice, you know, and there might be others within... I can think of two or three others who might go down that path with their further education. And it's... But it's getting them... It's like I've said, I think, in other, like I said in other podcasts, it's, you're not, as a grassroots coach, you've got to be realistic. You're, yeah, you obviously want to teach a team, but would you rather, personally, and you, you look at it, would you rather have a team that's top of the first division and they're all gits? Hmm. Or would you rather be, I don't know, middle of the third division or whatever, and you've got a nice team, nice, well-balanced group. They can work well as a team. They can work well individually. Um, they understand. They can take knockbacks. I think grassroots football is all about... If if you've got a team that only wins, how do they deal in life when it doesn't go well? And it's funny you say that in life because for the listeners who regularly listen to this, they would have heard you mention in life a lot. Yeah. And I think that's it. It's not just about football, and that includes the mentor role to the, the boys and girls who come under us. It's not just about football here, is it? It has to be about getting them, not getting them ready for life, because we're not that, we are not the sole arbiters of, of that. Part we're of part, it. that's what I was going to say. We're not the sole arbiters of that. Their parents are, their teachers are, even their peers are, but we certainly play a part in that because they come to us on a regular basis and they look to us for guidance and, and support. And I think it's a good way of being getting them ready. When you think with football skill set, is you've got to be disciplined. You've got to work well in a team. You've got to take, say, a, deci- a referee's decision that you don't agree with. Well, you can't throw your toys out the pram. Well, you had, as, as is it Kipling, he says, sort of, I'm paraphrasing, face victory and defeat, and face that imposter with the same... Yeah. I'm sorry, I'm paraphrasing, I don't know exactly, but yeah, you know, it's, it's the victory and defeat, or whatever it is, it's the same thing, isn't and it? And you've got to learn, I mean, and, you know, you have to learn. I think sometimes with the coach, the most important bit of a coaching is that straight after the game is certainly if they've lost um, is then you, you come into them you try to find the positives out of it you get and you know and make the efforts to, to come back next week um, we go again we learn you learn more in defeat and stuff like that and again a lot of it, it might be cliches and a lot of you know. But no, also I think learning. I mean, I'll take us back to to Sunday when we 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 drew on Sunday, didn't we? Yeah. We played Whitchurch and we drew on Sunday, yeah. and we were I think we were one nil up and about to make a substitution. 
and we had a substitution planned. And we were playing four four two at the time, and the substitution was going to be a straight swap. It might have been it might have been moving a player around, but we were going to keep four four two. Yeah. Um, and then they scored. They scored, and we made the decision because we were for, we watched. We then didn't make the substitution, and we held off for two or three minutes and watched how the game progressed. And we could see we were under a lot of pressure. And so yeah. we made the decision as, as managers to go, let's change it and let's go 4-5-1. So it gives us a bit more solidity in defence uh, with that midfield bank. But also it, when we did attack, it also does give us a bit of an attack, uh, yeah, attacking threat. And, but what, what we then did at the end of the game was explain that decision to the boys. So they yeah. understood our, our reasoning. And that, I think... It's part of that mentoring role it to is. the boys, isn't I it? Mean, again, because there was one... Lad, and they asked the questions. Well, there was one lad who disagreed with it. But, no, no he disagreed, but he asked... He, he, no, I don't think he disagreed. He, mm. he voiced... You know, he didn't. He just said that it's very difficult for him. It was the forward. And he said it's yeah. very difficult as the lone striker. But we were then able to explain that, actually, the, the it was... For, it was di- Well, one, the reason. But two, yes, it was difficult. But actually, we, we created more attacking opportunities because... That extra midfield, what extra people in midfield then got forward to support. I know it sounds strange because what's the difference between five in midfield and one at front and four in midfield and two at front? But actually, the way the lineup was, it worked out better. Yeah, and it's it's a lot better. I mean, and it's but again, it's a, it's for them to learn and do you know. I mean, you said you know our under sixteens, I have majority of them now, pretty much all of them. Are good lads, no, and they, they're being part of a team. Realistically, none of them are going to be professional footballers. Um, some of them might play to a decent standard. A couple oh, absolutely, of them. absolutely, um, as in paid part-time payment and sort of thing. That sort yeah, of thing. yeah, certainly. And um, but for the majority of them, they'll be going out into the workplace and, in, like I said, into life. And most of them, pretty much all of them. You, you'd have no issues. You'd think they'd do well in life. Mm. Um, and I think that's something that football brings to them. Um, unfortunately, it is one of the great things. We had one lad who's no longer with us. Yeah. Um, I'd have loved for him to stay to under-16s for you know, certain reasons and stuff that I think it's doing the world of good and him not being football, unfortunately will have a detriment, I think, in his overall life in about... And development. Yeah, yeah as, a, as a human being and as a thing. And as we've got to teach them social skills. I think being part of a club, being part of a community, as I said, I think numerous occasions, community. Yes. Because it is... It's what it's about. I mean, I... You know, you start listening to um, other podcasts and I've listened to Premier League players, coaches, and they're... And the, the, it, People have to realise where you are within the pecking order of football. And with grassroots, it's all about the individuals and everything like that. Results are all should be third, fourth, fifth mm. of your priority when you come into grassroots coaching where you want to be. Getting the individuals to be better people um, and look for everything is is what I I do it for. To be mm. honest, it's. You know, get them out, fresh air, mental health, physical health. But it's getting them to understand that. Yeah. And coming back to the original point about, you know, what did you say about what makes a good mentor? 
was that sort of communication skill. Yeah. That was it. Um, another one I would I would say um, experience. And yeah. I mean, for those who've, who've listened before, I'm now in my 30th year. Go back for my first three or four or five years. No, certainly not. And I, but I would hope now after 30 years, I'm not going to say I'm the best footballer or the best manager, but I, I would argue that I've got a wealth of experience. Yeah. And, and you, you've, you've now been doing it 10 years, you know, and we've both got that life experience yeah. as well, which will hopefully would support the boys and the girls when as we offer go on. And advice. you've also got, as a mentor or in whatever, you've got to learn and you, if you look at yourself, think, well, actually, I got that wrong. Mm. And virtually, I can guarantee on a Sunday night, you think, oh, I don't know. I mean, I can think of that, my kids. Say Bradley or Corey did something wrong in a game. And you go, oh, Bradley missed not a sitter on Sunday, but what he probably should have. just yeah. wide. He was aiming for the far post, which was the right thing and to do. And he did the right, but then the person I probably most are critical of of decisions is myself. Hmm. And you have to look at it right. Okay, so how would I do that differently? And you've got to admit when you get something wrong. I mean, and if you get feedback from parents and you say well you know this you've got xyz what and you some of the times you're right but some of the time you you have to admit again part of being a mentor is a bit actually i've got that getting that feedback yourself yeah. yes and and being what's the word for it i suppose being willing to take that criticism on board and not just being not just going i'm not taking criticism yeah. You know, because just because you're not in a formal mentor mentee relationship with somebody doesn't mean you can't take that feedback off them. No, you can get, as I said, you can get things and admit you get things wrong and look at things that you think, mm. so the most critical person, say myself, is me. Hmm. I, I forever look, and then, but you hope then, well, okay, and you look at things differently. And that's part of, you know. I said the advantage when you're doing the coach it's not and again being part of a mentor you're not doing it for yourself you are doing it for all the boys and girls with our case within Fry's clubs JFC but whichever club and you certainly can't do it for your own ego because that's mm. if you're there for yourself and stuff then go and, go and see if you can get a job at a JPL team or something like that or an academy because maybe that's the higher up you go, grassroots, it's not about that. No. And, you know. Also, again, again, with, with, the, with well, whether it's with children or with, with any sort of mentor-mentee relationship, asking the right questions. Yeah. So whether it's, whether it's when you're coaching and you're talking to the players saying, okay, here's, here's the setup we're doing, what do you think we're, whether it's just simple, a simple coaching routine and it's talking to players who are looking to develop what do you think we're looking to do here? What are we looking to achieve? Or whether, when a player has perhaps not done something quite correct, and for us, we're never ever going to criticise players, but it's how could you have done it better? So yeah. it's asking that the, the right yeah. question to draw out from them is, and, how they can develop themselves. And that, what you said there is probably the most important question as it is what do you think when you ask them? Hmm. Um, I mean... I, you know, I asked if I could, right, so at the end of every session now with the girls, it is, so what three things have you learned from tonight? Yeah. And bang, bang, bang. And I might end up with five or six until, bizarrely, again, and it's something i got to learn at, the three that I wanted them to learn, right, I've got the three I wanted, and then I'm happy. 
but they might have come up with eight or nine before they come up with it but, and they might get something totally different granted at the moment with my girls and I do have to change it is pass and move is the thing and space so literally they all put that pass move space oh that's <laughs> yeah, there, there are these, these standard responses they now give you know pass you know, it's like, okay, yeah, you, you, you now know the generic <coughs> words we're looking for, which is why I'm trying to find different different things yeah. for them to ask. It says, no, no, that's not, not quite what I'm looking for. But yeah, absolutely. Um, all right, so looking at the, the wider mentor-mentee relationship and perhaps looking at more in a more adult relationship, as, as you as a, a mentor to a, a mentee, a coach mentee. Yeah. Uh, Let's look at the, the, the general relationship. So, um, what I'll ask you this then, some, some simple questions and we'll, we'll go through these. You've got a, a mentor-mentee relationship, but the mentee is not taking any notice of what you're saying. How do you react to that? What do you I, think you do in that situation? To be if, as long as what they're doing is not detrimental to the children there, coaching or whatever I <laughs> I had almost you know again I almost would take a step back and see how it how it folds out how it comes how it you know turns out um, so you still continue the relationship yeah. still keep offering that advice if they're, as long as they're happy coming to you yeah if, if they're happy if they, they don't they don't certainly have to take it as long as what they're doing is not detrimental um, they're not, you know, not being there or whatever, and they're just doing not it. Not causing their, harm in yeah. sense, yeah. And they're doing it their their way. I've got no issue. But if they want to come to me, and I'll say, well, I would do it this way, and they go and do it a different way. I think. I think you've, again, I think, and I think it's within a, every club. I've you go here, there, and everywhere. And it's within a, everybody would look at things. Everybody looks at things differently. Mm. Um, there are people who, again, within Fry's, who look at things differently. But the, their general heart and general f- is in the right place. Yeah. Um, I mean, there are people I have disagreements within Fry's. But as individuals, I know they're doing it generally for the right reason. So if they're generally doing it for the right reason, I would think oh, I'm going to, I'd be totally. You can't. But that, that's the thing, though, isn't it? That's that communication piece where I would at least have the conversation with the mentee asking, why are you not listening to my advice? Just so I would understand. Yeah. So if I'm persistently coming, having conversations saying, okay, here's the advice, here's the advice, and they're persistently ignoring, you start to then have that conversation, why? Because it's... <laughs> Is are you are you ignoring because I'm giving the wrong advice? In which case, am I the right mentor Mental for you, yeah. or or are you coming to me for just advice because you've got something in your mind and you want to compare and contrast, and it's just that matter, yeah. or or is it just these three these last three occasions? It's just been oh, okay, no, I'll go a different way, and the next one it'd be the right one, yeah, you know. But you, I think in that situation, you, I think you, you'd have to have a conversation, yeah, I think with so. the I mentee think, I think, at the very least. Was, I think if it was. Or all of what you would, it, but there are things. I mean, say as my role within the club at the moment of head of girls football. There are things. I would say to, and they don't do it or do, but generally, I think if I'm over fifty percent, if they're doing over about half and they agree with what I'm doing, then that's fine. I think 
if there is literally everything I'm saying and they're just doing something totally different, then you think, oh, from this, this relationship's not working. Um, uh, okay. Should the mentor persist if the mentee makes no effort to communicate with with the mentor so you're the mentor you're, you're trying to cut hold of them you're trying to talk to the mentee you say and, and they're just not making any efforts to talk to you or come out you know you're hmm. you, should you try and persist as their mentor I, I think for the child yes well the team as all the team yeah yeah for the team children team yes at what if, point because you, you're, you're you're thinking short term at what point do you think Andy, what you I'm said. trying to support this I'm trying to support this person to support this team and I, it's just a one-way street here. I'm not, I'm not getting any feedback. I'm not, they're not coming they're calling it, back to me. For, it's difficult. For, for, if I've got for, seven other managers, seven other teams who are regularly <laughs> communicating with me as I, head I, of the girls. Yeah, Why I, am I bothering I, with this person? You know, and and it, I, I've spoke because... Yeah. For instance, hypothetically. Yeah, hypothetically. But in, in, in any mental it, situation... I, I would keep going. Just yeah. for the... And, I said I was in a situation, certainly in a situation, where. But but it was difficult in the situation. There was one that said a person who didn't agree with a lot of what we said, and but did in other things. And for that, but for that team, for the the team for that, they've now are slowly but surely. You know, there's fourteen, fifteen girls playing. Now, I could have quite easily, and the club could have quite easily said this time last year, you know what, I can't be bothered with this anymore. This is too much, this is, ain't worth the hassle. And that team would have folded. Mm. No, no ifs, buts, maybe. They, they would have folded. So it's, you've got to look at the bigger picture. But that's because you persisted yeah. with not just that mentee, but... The, the whole team. Argue the other, the rest of the team, and the other mentee, as yeah. it were, and without naming names, the first one has moved on. on. Yeah, and you've had replacements who have taken it in a better direction. Yeah. So yeah, so by persisting, the the team has has changed direction, and yes, so improved. But at some close. point, you become so busy, a uh, busy person, you have to also if if the team were doing okay. And but what I'm saying is, if a men if a mentee is engaged with you and say I, I'm looking for advice to improve yeah. myself, just you know to help the team, and the team are doing okay, but that person is just no longer responding to you, but the team themselves are in a decent position. Do you think to yourself, That's I've got fine. so many others? Yeah. I, you just crack on then. Yeah. If that if at what point, point do you think to yourself, do you know what team are doing fine? You're making no effort to engage with me. Crack on until until you, you make the effort to come back to me. It depends if the, yeah if the, it, I will always be there. For yes, people. and it's so it's not like you're going to say no, do you know what own, the yeah, hell with you you yeah. never came back to me you're going to be there but yeah you're not going to chase no. it, it's on the mentee to yeah, chase I mean, you yeah I yeah. mean and again which is a very much because the communication piece has to go both ways and it does and eventually I think the relationship you know we've got there's one team within the girls. When they first started, and I, I now know, I know for a fact they've set up they've set up groups that I'm not involved, which is totally fine, mm. and the way it should be. Because as I've you know I've set up they got set up they're doing you know help through their coaching, how to run everything and how to do it, and then 
you know, they're adults. They're, yes. they're, they're, they're big enough to do it on their own. So they're quite happily going on their own. And, but if and when I get a question from them, I'll go back and I'll tell them. Mm. And I'm not sure if then they list, but it's up to. But then it's up to them because they are on the. I mean, they've done it. I suppose again with the adults and mentors and mentees, is how long do you want to do? You know, we're going through it with say the new under seven girls. Hmm. Um, yeah, at some point they can they'll they'll be able to break away. Yeah, and, and do, you've, but you've do they to want do, to, do they want to stay you to stay part of that? That group. I, I think that makes me, from my point of view, it's always hard. Mm. I, I mean, mean I'm, I'm still part of some. I think there's a boys team that I've not really had anything to do with with four years. I'm still part of their WhatsApp group. Right. <laughs> I mean, got nothing, nothing against you, but when I set up the under eight girls management group, I didn't include you. No. Nope. Partly because I I knew you were already part of so many other groups, and yeah. I knew that you knew. I knew what I was doing. Yeah. <laughs> the, you, without without my own trumpet, and, and, I, I mean, knew what I was doing. So. And, go, and going on that thing... You had enough the, groups the already up, yeah, to and be bombarded so with all my York, messages. And York. also, but you, I'd also kept you in the, in the parents' group. Yeah. So you at least were aware of what the team was doing. And we had to say, we've had to, with the under sevens, he's asked, they've asked today, the under seven girls, can they, can he set up, can he, should we have a WhatsApp group just for the under seven? And I said... And I've said is you yeah feel free and you set it up mm. now whether he invites me or not that's up to I hope I will speak to him and say probably to begin with yes I need to be, be need to be involved yes. but but eventually like you said because we you know there's the under eleven girls I mean in theory teams I've been involved with is from under thirteen girls all the way down to the under seven girls. Mm. Under sixteen boys, under elevens, tens, and nines boys as well. Mm. We're always there, so yeah, it's too much. But you always again, it's like being a pair. You you don't you know that you've done well with these little people, and you you want them to succeed. And again, a joy of being a mentor, being a coach is certainly the under ten and the under eleven boys. Which again, it's got to be. Four years, some of them like, they still come up and say hello when I'm out and about and stuff like that. Yeah. And you know, and again, it's another adult <laughs> being a coach, football mentor coach. Unfortunately, peer pressure and whatever with children out in the high streets and when they're out and about can be idiots. Well, they might stop being that idiot if they see you walking past. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. And that might get them then out of trouble. Might stop them getting a police record. Mm. Might say, might you know, prevent them getting a job, just because you happen to be walking past at the right time. Yes, absolutely. And absolutely. that's a part of it as well. Not just seeing you, but seeing you and sparking that memory that oh, I used to do this when I was under, under yeah. their, their sort of duty of care, and I used to behave a better way. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I also think again, if you're out and about and you do, I wouldn't have any problems telling them off. <laughs> no. If, if, say, Excuse me, I mean, you if didn't I, behave yeah, like that in my team. If I saw, say, one of them, I don't know, if they're in the shops and they... Or well, like Corey or Bradley. Yeah, like Corey or Bradley. <laughs> or any of them. Out and about, and they decide, oh, well, I mean, you know, you hear things, unfortunately, and I, or, you know, unfortunately, in Cainshire at the moment, and I'm sure it's everywhere, with things, is you hear kids just going into shops and helping themselves and walking out of it. 
my guarantee if I saw any of mine or anybody I'd coached and stuff. Or, you put that back or else. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and it's that's part of being a mentor as well. It's, it is not, you're not there, your mentor or coach or somebody just between four and five or nine and ten on a Saturday morning when you're training and 12 and two on a, mm. or whenever on a game day. You know, it is out when you're out and about and stuff as well. And that is just as important. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I'd like to think that in our 10 years, I've been a bit of a mentor to you in your Definitely. coaching. So what if, so you're the mentee now. Yeah. So what if the mentee doesn't like what they hear <laughs> from the mentor? So we're talking purely the advice given. So the, obviously the advice given doesn't have to be taken, but... You don't like it. I'm, I'm constantly giving you advice. Do this, do this, do this. This is my way, this yeah, is my way. What if the mentee doesn't like it? Again, you've got, it's, it's a two-way street. It's got to be respect. And there are, you know, there are times you think, oh, really? Um, but again, it's the respect of the mentee to the mentor. You know, you've got to respect the experience. I look at the experience that you've had with within Fry's. Like you said, it's, you're on your fourth team now. And... You know, to do that is immense, and the experience that you've got, the people that you've known, the you know, the knowledge that you've gained, you will look at things and you'll think, well, you know, you don't have to agree with. It. I, I I don't think agreeing with everything is necessary. I think we I can't even remember what we were arguing about on Sunday, but it was something because one of the parents said it's like two old women bickering. But there is that general respect. Mm. And I think that having that respect is the most important thing. And I've got a lot of respect ever since, you know, because, again, from an adult's point of view, you've got to think. I mean, I've, you know, like you said, Bradley and Corey have been in part of your life now for 10 years. And they look up to you, you know, as much as anybody. They see you more than they do their grandparents, aunties, uncles, people like that. Mother. <laughs> well, yeah. So as the... As not, the not quite, not quite. As their, um, you know, somebody, it is what, you know, mm. and that lawyer, so they've learned a lot from you. Yeah. Um, so that influences, and that's a, po- and it's a positive thing. See, I, I would say there, because obviously I've been a mentee as well, not just in sport, other things. I would say there, it shouldn't be whether they like what they hear or not, because the mentor's role shouldn't be about telling the mentor's role should be about here's my advice and guidance it's about then teasing out of the mentee their way of their solution so if i'm giving you my my knowledge my the, the my experience it's for then for you to use that to come up with your solution not for me to go okay mark you should do this, this, and this. It's me to say, well, here's your pos. I, I, I did this in the past, and I did this, and I've also seen this and thought of this. For you to go, okay, there's some solutions. That's the way of doing it. I'll look take of those three, and I might do a combination of one and two, or I might go, actually, no, don't like any of those. But I, by talking about it, I've seen a fifth solution. You know, it's yeah. not about it, it's, that. That question really shouldn't actually exist i don't believe because i because some of these questions i've come up yeah. in, in various websites i don't think that question should really exist in the mentor mentee relationship i don't think the mentor should be almost telling them anyway and that's that oh, it should be about guiding so that I, the, the mentor can tease out of the mentee 
their own thoughts and their own solutions to it. Yeah. And, and, and we do with the coaching. We're not telling them you do this. No. You know, and do you know what? I was, and I'll say that I was saying this on, um, on Sunday, because uh, I was talking, I was talking to our, to our sponsor about the way we coach. And I was, I was saying to her, we don't tell, because when I say about our sponsor, we're talking about the under eight girls. The way I coach, I don't say pass there, pass there, run there. Because as soon as we hit an un, uh, a silent weekend, the girls won't know what they're doing. Yeah. So it's about, can you see a pass? Can you see this? Can you see that? So we're challenging them to find that solution. And that's what you, I think that's what you need to do. And that's exactly the same with the mentor-mentee relationship. Yeah. You're asking them to find a solution. So that when, for the girls, Silent Weekend comes along, you don't need our voices because yeah. they've already been challenged to find their own solutions. Whereas, and I think you, you were chatting, I was, I was chatting to you, wasn't I, yeah. as well? You talked about another team, and we won't mention them, but a team in your division. Yeah. When Silent Weekend, oh, what well. happens, what's going to happen for that team without mentioning them? What's going to happen to that team when Silent Weekend <laughs> comes <laughs> along? Whoever they're playing, they will lose, unfortunately. Yeah. Because what will happen to the girls? The, the, the coach, their coach, Basically, the best way how he was coaching them, the easiest way to say, is for people who play FIFA and stuff, and you you've got the controllers, and you're telling them you are putting and doing everything for them, was how he was coaching his team. Ev, and it was, you know, each to their own. But every, you know, as soon as the part right, look for, do this, go back, and it was oh my, and yeah, um, and they they beat us that day. Um. And you, you told me an anecdote, or not an anecdote, but you, you told me this would this would happen. It, did you, either an anecdote or about a player being through and turning back? I can't remember. Or it, or it was almost like this would happen, or this actually happened, where they looked for the they hadn't caught up or something. Oh, or that, I mean, I don't know. Either either that would happen, or, or it's going to come to a stage where the, that player yeah. who they look for oh, isn't going to be, be there, there. Yeah, because and they're they going to go through and look back. You know, yeah, they'll be looking on what go, to do. Yeah, on being coach, on, yeah. being on. No, that whereas where they, where they, you know, they're going to go looking for the like the, the different situation. They're all told to pass to the one yeah. player. There, there was one main player. They, I mean, again, when they and they're going to get to a situation yeah. where they get in on goal, and then look for this player but, rather uh, than yeah. shoot. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, because every player that they yeah because they've not been because the, they've they've been directed and, that, and yeah. that's again because that's not the role of the mentor. The mentor is to tease out salute tease out the yeah. solution from the the mentee, the, which is what we do with our our girls and boys, rather than tell them what to do. Whereas this team, he he or she, without yeah, okay, I he said he. She. Sorry, I said he um, is telling I think them what in to our do. League, we've only got one female because there's all but one. But yeah, so he's telling them what to do, and he's. But it's, and we've not. Ha I mean, we've done all right this season. We're not done as well because we've tried new things out, and part of it is being more quiet on the sideline with the and coaches, that's, and that's developing. But that will develop the team so that yeah, in the longer term they become better players. But that again, that's so that they find us. But that's part of the, again. That's part of mentoring them so that they. You're, you're challenging them to find their own solutions take, take but, but you're giving them the guidance first yeah. so that they tease out the solution and they can still ask you the questions yeah which is exactly the mentor-mentee relationship and so, that's you know. part of the plan and and again with my, within my team within the coaching setup, we've got 
there's two coaches who are pretty new to it who basically are now running the team unfortunately because I'm here there and everywhere certainly on a Saturday and sometimes on a Sunday that they're running it and you can see how they've how they're developing with their kit and again they ask certainly one they both ask questions now and again mm. um, and they're, they're doing really really good at it um, it's, and, and it's, it's an eye opener for them as well to what it is yes. to run it again this weekend I'm going to have to ref our game so they'll be running the, the team from the sideline um, and that's a weird, again it's weird when they're coaching my daughter and saying I'm just having to do it backwards so being a parent or well Sunday I'll be the ref so I can get involved mm. in partiality and all that um, but they're, they're learning and but then they're doing a cracking job do they do it again they don't do everything or say how I would set the team up sometimes they do it their own way and you think yeah, I wouldn't do that but, but, in, but in, theory, as, in theory as the mentor you would then talk to them afterwards and yeah. say here's some, here's some ideas I've had about how you did it whether they take it on board or not is, yeah. is their call but you know <coughs> you, give your, you use your experience to, to guide them and, and they might not take it on board, but no, it's, that's your they, role. They generally do. And, and I normally find, certainly with adults, certainly if it's not gone well, is that you don't go in straight away after. You might give it 24, 48 hours, mm. let them digest everything as well. Certainly that works better for myself. I am you know, can be sensitive, overly sensitive on something. No, surely not. <laughs> can be. <laughs> but 24, 48 hours later, I might look at it slightly differently. Hmm. Um, and that's that's how it is because um, again I don't you Which, can't get you can't get it all I mean I certainly don't know everything that brings us to the end of part one of the green green grassroots of football podcast on mentoring we hope you enjoyed it and listen out in a few weeks for part two see you soon don't forget you can email us your questions comments random thoughts, anything you want to share with us at greengreengrassroots at gmail.com. We are on Twitter at Fry Club JFC, on Facebook, which is Fry Club Junior FC, and the club website, which is www.fryclubjfc.co.uk. You can type out a review on Apple Podcasts, and if you like us, then please give us five stars on Spotify. You've been listening to a We Haven't Got a Clue What We're Doing production produced and edited by Andy Glover. <laughs>